Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to NSPS Surveyor Says. This is Kurt Sumner. I'm your host today. And I have the pleasure of having with me today, Mr. Rick Howard, who is a longtime, I guess activist is a good word, uh, member, that's for sure. But he's been a part of NSPS leadership for a really long time in a, in a variety of ways. And I'll let him t- tell you about that a little bit later on. But I'm talking with Rick today because we have finally talked him into being on the ballot for the uh, NSPS vice presidency. So, Mr. Rick, welcome. Thank you, sir. It's nice to be here with you, Kurt. Had a lovely fall day in the Northeast. Sun is shining. Been doing a little survey work on top of a mountain or it's not a mountain, it's an 800 foot hill, but with a beautiful view of uh, Long Island Sound and uh, the foot of the mouth of the Connecticut River. And you gave all that up just to come and talk to me. I did. I had to make sure I got out there early enough so I could get back on time to talk to you. That's a heck of a sacrifice, I do have to say. <laughs> the view was good, but however, there was no grill and beer. So, you know, it was <laughs> well, only work. That does make it a bit more difficult to enjoy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> well, just uh, share with us, if you will, your a uh, little bit about your participation in NSPS through the years. Um, I've gotten to the point and age where I'm not sure I remember when I got started, but I know it was a long time ago. Um, and you've been around for a while, too, in a number of, of capacities, as I said. So. Uh, Share with our audience just a, a little synopsis of that. Sure. Um, well, it started with a state convention meeting, and uh, they announced during the luncheon that they needed someone to come to NSPS and represent CALS. And that was in 2007, November, 2006. And uh, my first meeting was 2007 uh, as a governor for the state of Connecticut. And I got to that meeting and Mr. Harrison was standing up as chair of the Board of Governors and he, he was looking for a secretary. And as you all know, and others probably do too, not everybody wants that task. And I being the new green guy and wanting to be helpful, raised my hand. <laughs> and since that time, you know, some were very thankful. So since that time, I've been quite involved in various things. Um, I was chairman of the Board of Governors for a couple of years. Um, I've been on the executive committee for a year or two. Uh, I'm currently serving with the NSPS Foundation. Uh, that's been since 2016. Um, and, and I should clarify one point. You mentioned that you had talked me into running for executive office. I actually did in 2015. It's true. It was myself and uh, Ken, uh, Kim Levitt and uh, Kim happened to win that race. Um, 
So uh, I've stuck with it and I've been involved and, you know, a few more people have asked that I run one more time and I said, well, that's fine. I'd be happy to do it. It's an honor. Well, all that's really great experience in the organization. And of course, like the most of us, you served in your own state, like you said, before coming this direction. And, mm -hmm. but one of the other things that I think is, is it's not unique necessarily, but it's important is the time you've put in on the foundation. I think a lot of people don't have a, a good understanding of how important our foundation is and the things that it does. And so I, th I think it, doing that kind of thing in addition to being part of leadership actually I think helps gives you a broader perspective of what the organization's about. Yes, I would like to think so. I mean, I have been into every different committee meeting that we could pot potentially have at various times in the last 14 years. Um, we have a lot of folks that have served like myself for many years. So you tend to see the same faces, you get well acquainted, you understand uh, people's strengths and weaknesses and uh, the fact how passionate everybody is to be there really, uh, which is quite nice. Um, I lost my train of thought there. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, I think, I think the whole, the whole idea is that the being active in the organization as you have, and, and typically when we have people running for office at this level, they have been in, involved somewhere along the line. So they, they sort of understand how the organization works and that type of thing. Um, I, I think though, I know it was true for me coming up through just having all those relationships with all those different people and hearing different perspectives um, was always a, a great benefit in, in my time and, and that level of leadership, just so you, you understood who you were dealing with. Yes, I agree. Um, and you know, I, I guess I should say that I view our executive office and any of our leadership positions as consensus builders and that they're not up there to try to impose their will on the group. It's really to get the feel of where everybody wants to go and make sure we do our best to help us get there really. Um, and, and you know, things that have come across the, the floor on the board of directors or the board of governors that don't do so well uh, typically occur when somebody hasn't taken the time to flesh out all the details and more importantly talk with everybody about it before we actually get to the moment uh, you know not that that happens a lot but as I said I, I view leadership as consensus builders and trying to help move move everything along hopefully I would yeah. do that well, I'm, I'm knowing you as well as I do. I'm certain that you will uh, <laughs> if you get into the position. Um, I, I've always long admired all my great friends in the Northeast. Um, we, you guys talk funny, but um, unlike <laughs> we Southerners, of course. But, <laughs> but we've, we've had some really good leadership from your part of the country, and, and you certainly fit that same mold, I think. Well, thank you. Yes, uh, you know, we've had uh, Mr. Harrison from Massachusetts. We've had Mr. Bob Don, a fellow Connecticut. Uh, Mr. Mark Sargent, our current president from New Hampshire, which is happens to be where I was born and raised. I'm a transplant. I've been in Connecticut now for a little over 30 years. Um, so yes, we've had some great leadership with some great passion for getting things done. And you know, you can see it 
uh, as with most of the presidents of NSPS, after their four-year commitment is done, they tend to stick around. You know, Wayne and Bob have continued to come to the NSPS meetings, chair committees and whatnot. So uh, very happy to consider them good friends and uh, certainly respect everything they've done for NSPS over the years. Mr. Sargent tends to drag you off up into the Northwoods occasionally, doesn't he? He does. He does. <laughs> a great little story involved there. Uh, I used to love to go trout fishing with my grandfather, uh, typically out in the canoe trolling for trout and uh, fly fishing. He couldn't see. We had to troll. One time we had a really bad storm and I said, you know, Grandpa, there's a cottage over there. Why don't we go sit on the front porch and eat our lunch? And it was a memorable afternoon. We spent an hour or two sitting there talking. And uh, Mark and I got through running one of the uh, Board of Governors meetings, one, one meeting, and we were out by the pool having a little something to drink, and we got to talking. Now, long story short, the camp we sat on with my grandfather was his camp. And the reason we know that is because it's the only camp in the entire pond, and it still is. Wow. And yeah, and since that meeting, uh, we've been up there seven or eight times. We have a great time together. Yeah, and that's that's one of the great things I think about being part of of any organization. But that's, I think it's I don't know how to describe it exactly because all of us have been in, involved in our state societies. The ones in leadership and NSPS people have typically been involved in in leadership, and and you you look back on those experiences with with fond memories and, and a lot of good friends and the the sense of getting things done mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but for me and, and and i hope for others doing that through an nsps at a, at, a, at a national level in a lot of ways has a i won't say it's more rewarding it's just just have a, a little bit different sensation i think uh, and particularly when you get into leadership as you've known um, there's just this this thing about it where you feel we've brought people together from everywhere, not just from one place, and and that's so rewarding as as a leader to feel that way. And it takes a special group type of person, I think, to to bring that co that people coalescing like that. And that's what we're always looking for in leadership. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, part of it that makes it interesting is just culturally. You know, the U.S. has got a wide range of culture in it. And uh, when we all come together, we can recognize the various cultures and the differences we have, and yet all the commonality we have through our profession together. So visiting the other states and uh, seeing these people again over and over uh, is a very pleasant experience. Um, my, my main thing about belonging to NSPS, just as it is with CALS though, is that I tell everybody I'm a better surveyor as a result of belonging to my professional organization. When people ask why you should belong, why you should pay your dues, that's what I tell them. And I can come up with a dozen different uh, examples of things I've learned that I never would have learned sitting in my office at my desk playing on a computer. That's really good stuff. I mean, just one little example here in the state of Connecticut, when we're writing uh, land descriptions, we typically say that as depicted on a map, and we don't say as shown on a map. And the reason that is, is because there's case law that says 
did you take that person out and show them where that boundary was? So for years now, we've been writing as depicted. And that's just one example. And that's not something I would have learned sitting at home, I don't think. You know, you need to get together, talk with people, hear about their good things that are going in their work and their career and stuff that's not working so well so you can avoid it. Um, so it's been a big benefit to me uh, in, in addition to joining all the camaraderie and folks and satisfaction of getting something done for our profession. Yeah, I think that that circumstance you just mentioned, sometimes I don't think people realize that you get similar results or, or similar situations when you're talking with your national cohorts mm -hmm. because you learn things. Maybe it's not the way it's going to be done in, in where you are, but it certainly sparks your interest in, in how people are doing things otherwise. And, and that's part of, uh, of the leadership, I think in the organization is, is being able to talk to all those people and learn from them and learn new ideas. Sometimes there are ideas you might not want to do, but you learn about them anyway. <laughs> there you go. Right, here's one from a national example. Mr. Dragoo from Maryland, great geodesist, taught me or told me about the idea that the NGS GPS processing software will actually help you model the tropospheric values, which is something, my understanding, that the Leica, Trimble, the other products do not do. And so, now I don't really know how to implement that, but I've heard it and I'll remember it. If I ever got on a precise GPS survey where things weren't working, I have a resource there that I go to, Alan, what were you talking about there about <laughs> modeling the troposphere, you know? So it's just great stuff like that. Very interesting. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts about, um, well, the profession, I guess in one sense, but also uh, about NSPS, you know, we we get feedback from people all over the place and uh, where we ought to be doing or ought to be doing this or ought to be doing that. And of course we try very hard to, to deal with whatever situations come along, whether they're practice issues or political issues. And, and this day and time we see a lot of the, uh, I don't know, I'll call it the, the quickie type stuff <laughs> where uh, it seems as though there are folks out there offering services, all over the place and you can't understand how it is they're doing it for um, the effort they plan to put in. And, and that's one of the things I think has been great about NSPS is you learn more about those things that are going on that you might not know otherwise. And collectively we can respond to it. Um, you know, if you have an issue in your state and you want to reach out to the abutting state's presidents, to you know, give you a letter, you know, backing whatever it is, position you're trying to take. You know, what better one to get than one from national that you know encompasses all surveyors across the country. Um, so from that point of view, I mean, I think that's that's a great thing. So, do you have any issues or any thoughts about things we might do better as an organization? Well. Um, there's a couple things come to mind with that. Um, you know, when when the 100% program came through and we had to justify, you know, what we wanted to do, you know, we had 10 bullet points. You know, here are the major things that NSPS does for you. And they range from ALTA to TRIGSTAR to government affairs. And they're just as important today as they were then. And yet people tend to forget them. 
you know, we'll have a director or a governor that comes to a meeting. And, oh, my membership is, you know, wondering what they're getting out of this. Well, you know, the first thing I'd say is you got to go member and memorize those 10 or 12 things because those are still true today. But one thing I thought of that I'd like to do uh, in the executive role is I'd like to see us all pick out one item each year that we're all collectively going to get behind and do something about. Now, I'll preface this by the fact that it's a volunteer organization. We show up for a week in the spring, a week in the fall, right? It's a small staff. So what we do get done is largely done with volunteers and the resources that the membership fees are that they're paying will help us acquire, take care of. So if we could all say, you know what, Trigstar is important this year. We can make such and such happen and get each director to go back to their state and do something with it. So that at the end of a year, we have this one thing we can look at where we really push the ball forward um, above and beyond what we do every day. And I'm kind of hoping that that might draw attention, first of all, to the one or two things that we do. Um, and also allow the membership and states to say, oh, yeah, you know, NSPS really came through with that program last year. And then, you know, we do a different one this coming year and the one after that. That's just an idea I've had that I'd like to try if, if given the opportunity. Yeah, that's a really good thought, actually, because I think we tend to look at, OK, we have committees for this. We have committees for that. We have a board for this. We have a board for that. And I don't know that there's anything intentional about it, but people get caught up in whatever piece of it they're working on or thinking about. And maybe we don't identify that that one thing we want to approach in this particular year and see how we can have a positive impact on it. Um, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, well, if we look at it this way, too, from my own perspective as governor or director of CALS, to come each week, spring and fall, to attend several meetings, to discuss various motions. It's a lot, right? And then when you're done with a meeting, to go back to your state and try to do something else after on you're doing something with the state as well. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to see why things get dropped, right? So if we all got together and said, but no, we're going to do this this year. And someone follows up with each person about, all right, what have you done with it? You know, or make it easy, make it easy for people to go back and do something. Have that, you know, that eight and a half by eleven sheet of facts or or what have you. You know, I think that would be a a well received uh, item with our states and our membership. Yeah, I can see where that would have a, I think, a really positive impact because everybody is sort of working toward the same thing. And that's not to say that you're implying that we would not do the other things, not pay attention Correct. to them. Absolutely. Yep. But you're talking about, let's let, say Trigstar. Let's say, okay, this year, everybody is going to go back and push hard and and get people involved in, in this particular thing this year, not just for this year, but to make it, you know, make it grow and build yep. rather than say, well, those five guys over there from states all the way across the country are going to take care of all of this from that committee. Right. I'd certainly right. get what you're saying. Yeah. 
that that certainly makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, I don't want to put more on a director's plate, but if everybody put that small effort together and then we collectively put it all our arms around it, then I think we'd get somewhere. Yeah, that's certainly a great idea. Well, how long have I been here and I haven't come up with that yet? <laughs> it probably came up with this one sitting on the porch with Mark up there at camp, you know, after <laughs> Spent a lot of time talking about NSBS stuff. <laughs> yeah, we do tend to do that, don't we? Oh, yeah. That, you, know, uh, you know, Wayne and Bob never like to fly to a conference if they can help it. They try to drive. And the reason is they'll talk about NSF, NSBS stuff the whole trip. <laughs> it's an education to ride with them, which I've done a few times. Yeah, I was going to say, you've, you've had that adventure more than once, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Is it you talked about the one thing that you were were interested in? Any other thoughts about where we are, or where we ought to go, or or just thoughts in general about serving the public as a profession? Well, uh, you know, the last five years I've been involved with the foundation. You know, I, my focus my focus has been there. Um, but this last time in Chicago, I, I represented CALS as a, uh, for, Mark, for uh, Jeff, who couldn't make it, proxy. And uh, so workforce development came back up in front of me again. And, you know, I hadn't paid as much attention to that. And I was eager to hear that NCWS is coming to a bit of a conclusion with the research there, marketing and research they were doing. Um, and it seems to me like, whatever they come up with, and if they choose to put additional monies behind implementing a program, that NSPS is the obvious choice for being the boots on the ground, right? That taking the program that NCWS comes up with, we could then take it back to our states and uh, see what we could do with workforce development. And from my understanding of it anyways, um, you know, the research was to reach out to people about their understanding about surveyors, you know, what we do, how we do it, you know, what, which people seem to be interested in becoming surveyors, uh, you know, true workforce development stuff. But they're doing it from a level that we as surveyors don't have any knowledge, which is the marketing and the research piece. So if we're going to have that part done for us and we can all get behind the plan they come up with, I think that's a, that'd be a good thing going forward. I mean, we, we've been talking about a grading profession since 2007 when I got involved with NSPS, right? And I think everybody still has their gray hair. <laughs> you know, one of the things I'm hearing more and more from general public or, or surveyors too is, is what some may look at as a dilemma of sorts in terms of keeping our survey technician roles filled. I was just on the phone the other day with a couple people doing some research and and they were talking about the people saying they're having trouble getting and keeping survey technicians for whatever the reason may be. Um, and we focus a lot on the political side, we focus on the, the licensing side, but makes me wonder if we need to be more dedicated to bolstering the people who are in the technician levels who may or may not ever go to be licensees because without them, what are you going to do? Right? 
Agreed, agreed. And that is a major issue. I mean, anybody I know of is having a hard time filling those roles. Um, you know, here and there, we've tried to do stuff, but I agree. We've, we've really focused more on the government and the licensing piece. Um, although you can point to the CSD program that has been going great guns, you know, for a good 10 years now, right? Um, more people get involved with that. They, that seems to be a good venue for a technician to show what they know, what they can possibly do without having to go the whole licensing route. Uh, do, do you know how many CSTs we have right now, certified CSTs? Off the top of my head, I don't. I know it's somewhere in the thousands. I'm not really sure. Yeah, right. That's what I understand it to be. Um, yeah. And I know some of the bigger uh, institutions, bigger businesses are able to implement those programs a little easier than the small guys are. Maybe that's an avenue we could look at where we could help out the smaller companies implement some of these programs. Yeah, and I, I think we have to look at everything and the, the CST board right now, a couple of people from that board are working uh, with the Department of Labor to make sure that our standing there is, is what it ought to be. Mm -hmm. We've always taken for granted that when it got started back 40 years ago, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. um, that it just automatically renews itself. And we've learned that that isn't necessarily true. So uh, we've got a pretty strong effort going now to make sure that our qualification, if that's the right word, is is recognized the way it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and then of course, help the people who work with technicians understand that if you give them that opportunity to reach some kind of credential, that means something to people. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't have anything to add to that. I, other than agreeing what you're saying. <laughs> Do you think um, that the, the, the rank and file surveyors across the country have a vision of us in one way or the other in terms of, are we bolstering their business? Are we doing the things that affect them on a day-to-day -day basis? I, sometimes I wonder myself, are, are we really getting that message across? And if we're not, what should we do about it? Agreed. Uh, I think our directors and in the past governors simply need to be a little bit better salesmen about it, right? That the approach is always the glass is half full, not half empty. Uh, the ones that have been involved with NSPS have have a, a certain opinion about how things should be going, and it's very easy to, for them to discuss what's not happening the way they would like it versus all the good stuff that we are doing. Um, if I mean, if you just look at the ALTA standards Gary's been working on, right? I mean, how many surveyors across the country rely on those things? They look at all the questions that get sent in to him and you guys publish on NSPS Views news and views. I mean, that's just one little thing. I mean, some guys do nothing but alter survey. So I would like to think that their $50 is well spent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and moving ahead, we, we hope to be able to create more of those cooperative type arrangements with other entities. Um, yeah not necessarily for that particular product, of course, but, but to uh, be able to work with, with other professions um, in 
finding ways to resolve the issues that, that come along that affect all of it, not, not just us. Well, you know, the other thing is it's a geolocation issue, I think, too. I have an NSPS main office so close to Washington, D.C. Kind of puts us into the same bag, and there's so many people that are disappointed with how things run, right, in our federal bureaucracy that they tend to look at us in the same way. Oh, we're a national organization, you know, we're, we're down in that same area. When in fact we aren't. I mean, we're a bunch of individuals that come together from the states, right? We just happen to meet in that locality. Uh, we're all the, the same folks and all the members have more in common with us than they think because most of the time they see them standing in front of their state society meetings and taking an active role there. Right. They they don't think about those, that huge number of four people in this office. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get the work done. Of course, now we get a lot of help from our government affairs team too, of course, but. Of course, yes. But where the rubber meets the road is not here in, in the long run. It is yeah. on national legislation, but I mean, you think about it, a lot of national legislation affects us, but state legislation always affects us. Um, mm. And, and mobilizing to help work with that, I think, is, is really important. And we try to do that, but obviously we could do it better, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, and we need to have a national voice. You know, it's better to stand up and speak for ourselves rather than someone, someone else do it for us. Um, and I've always believed that you belong to a professional organization for other reasons besides Paying, writing a check, paying your dues, and expecting something to show up on the front doorstep. That's really not what it's about. And if someone feels that way, I'll, I'll spend a few minutes trying to dissuade them, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time doing it. Because <laughs> there's all the reasons we've spoke of in the last 20 minutes of why you belong to a professional organization should hopefully be enough. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Well, do you have any big campaign promises you want to make before we close today? And you know, if you elect me, we'll have a, a pizza for lunch every chicken, day, five chicken days every week. pot or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I, I do. Other than to say that uh, I've really enjoyed being with NSPS. Um, I would enjoy taking this role and uh, trying to guide and steer the ship in a direction that everybody collectively wants to see it go. And that's, that's a laudable approach. Um, everyone looking at any leadership job should, should feel that way. And we hope that all, all of our leaders always do. Um, but it's certainly, certainly the laudable thing to do. Well, I appreciate you being with me today. It's been great, regardless of our technical difficulties in the beginning, <laughs> to have you have you join I me. I hear you, but I wasn't going to bring them up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kurt. Being with me today, Rick, we're looking forward to as the elections come up and we will see how everything turns out. But in any case, uh, looking forward to having you be a part of NSPS and all that we do for a long time to come. Thank you, sir. Have yourself a nice evening. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help.
Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.